Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. I've got, a, I've got a message, I've got a word on my heart that I want to quickly share with you guys here today. And if you've got your Bibles, if you've got your, your notepads, you can, um, you can get them ready here this morning. And it's, I've simply titled today, Jesus Saves, We Responds. Jesus Saves, We Responds. And I want to talk to you from the Scriptures from Ephesians chapter 2 to start off with. Where my Bible says, we've been made alive in Christ. We've been made alive in Christ. And the context of what's happening in this particular scripture is that Paul is actually talking to the Christians of the time and he's wanting to remind them of what they used to be like. And I don't know about you, but it's actually a pretty good reminder to be reminded of what it was like before we were saved, before we were in the kingdom of God. And so Paul was taking this little reminder to the people of the time. And my Bible says, it starts off by saying, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. Welcome to church, everyone. I'm feeling, feeling, feeling encouraged today. But you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit, you know, he is the spirit at work in the hearts of all those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way. And I'm praying that there will be a testimony in our church over and over and over again that that would be your testament. That, that used to be the way. That used to be the way we used to live a life. That used to be our, 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 our custom. Following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. Has anyone else, else here got a sinful nature that they're aware of? About three of you guys. Okay, we're not in a church here. <laughs> By our very nature... We were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. And then these, these two words that I'm so glad are in my Bible. But God. Everyone say, but God. But God is so rich in mercy and He loves us so very much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. And in my Bible, it has little brackets, almost as a bit of like a reminder, a bit of emphasis here this morning. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. What is God's grace? God's grace is our undeserved, it is unmerited, unconditional favour of God over our life. For he, is raised from, he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the, um, of the future uh, incredible wealth of His grace and His kindness towards us as shown in all that He does for us who are united in Christ Jesus. And a scripture that I would encourage every Christian here today to be able to memorise and make sure it's planted deep in your hearts. A scripture says, God saved you by grace when you, were, when you believed. Other translations say that we were saved by grace through faith. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. And like any gift, a gift can be received. A gift can be opened. A gift can be indeed taken on. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. No, 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 no. 
For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. My first thought here today is Jesus saves. Jesus saves. The Bible says that God saved you by His grace. What did God save you from? God saved you from death, from your sins. God made a way when Jesus came to the earth. He walked to the earth, the perfect man, and He found Himself in a place that He would go to the cross and die for our sins. When I say our sins, that's every single person's sins. Then, now, and into the future. That was God's promise to us as God made a way through the wilderness for us that we'll indeed have an opportunity to know Him as our Lord and Saviour. We need a Saviour here this morning because of our sins, because of our fallen nature. Romans 3, it talks about the fact that we've all fall short of God's glory. What does that mean? It means that we're sinners. Again, be encouraged here this morning. We are sinners, but because of that, we have the opportunity to position ourselves for saving and that we need a Saviour because we need saving. And it's because of God's mercy, because of God's goodness, because of His great love for us here this morning that He's indeed made a way through Jesus. I had a coffee with somebody this week and he said to me, Dan, I need to be reminded of the gospel every single day of my life. I need to be reminded of His goodness, reminded of the, 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 what He's done in my world. And we have indeed been saved by grace and there's nothing we can do. I'm thank God that we worship a God who is indeed the God that declares, it is finished. It's not almost finished. It's not 75% finished, 80% finished, 95% finished. It is finished. It's 100% finished. There is nothing you can do to make Him love you anymore. There's nothing you can do to cast Him away from you. And He loves you so much. God saves. God saves. And we need this. Why? Because of our fallen nature. There's a story in the Bible in Acts 16. Actually, uh, Matthew, he talks about the fact that he would have a son being sent. His name is Jesus. And Jesus has been sent. Why? To save us from our sins. This is why he came. This is why he came. There's a question that might follow from why do we need saving to then how can we be saved? How can we be saved? And there is a, a powerful story in Acts chapter 16. And it's this story about a man who hears about the name of Jesus and has his life turned around in a moment. And he asks this question, how is it that we can be saved? And I think he asks the question expecting to hear a long list of do's and a long list of don'ts and a long list of, you know, make sure you hear and do this and say this and have this way. But what to his surprise, and Paul responds to him, he says in one or two simple words, just like the Scriptures say here beforehand, you will be saved if you believe. Believe. And the story goes on to say that he, was, he received Christ as his Lord and Saviour. He believed. And on that day, he then actually had his whole family, including himself, baptised in that very moment. Which actually leads to me to my, to my next point here, is that Jesus saves the second element is that we are called to respond. How can we respond? We respond in faith. We respond by believing. 
But secondly, there's actually this call for us as, as believers to have a first step of obedience, which I want to speak to us about here today. And it's poignant today because obviously we are having a moment of baptisms. And I actually found myself thinking, we haven't actually spoken into baptisms for a little bit of time, water, water baptisms specifically. So I wanted to take just two or three minutes with us here this morning, speaking to us about our first response, that when we come into faith, when we believe as Christians and believe as followers of Jesus, we are called to be water baptised. And, uh, and so let's go into the scripture here this morning. I'm going to start this morning um, in Acts chapter 2, verses 38. Acts 2, verses 38. And this is Peter. He's preaching the gospel. Hearts are receiving Jesus. And in verse 37, they ask this question, what shall we do? What is it that we should do next? Like Now that we've given our life to Christ, what is it that we should actually find ourselves doing? And I love it that Peter says, they're called to repent. Turn your heart to God, he says. And then he says, doesn't say, now I want you to go to church. Doesn't say now I want you to go and find yourself a serving team. Doesn't say now I want you to go and give you all your money away. Doesn't say I want you to go and memorize all the Ten Commandments. What he says next is repent and be. Repent and be. Baptize every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, I know a lot of Christians, not actually too many. Um, we are a church that believes in, in baptism. But I know there are people in our world who do a lot of great spiritual things, but they're actually missing the first thing that God called them to. And that is water baptism. That is to find ourselves in a place where we receive Jesus as our Lord and Saviour through the gift of salvation. And I believe that can be a very personal and private moment between you and God. But then secondly, what God calls us to, I want you to go to public with it. I want you to go and declare it now. I want you to be able to let the world know that you are set apart, that you are His and His only. This is what He calls us to do. And some of you guys might be like, hey, Dan, um, I've, I've, I've done this thing called like child baptism. I've had the sprinkling of the water and so forth. And I'm not here to get into any kind of theology in regards to the rights and wrongs around that. But what I will tell you that in the Scriptures, what it says 77 times, if you see this word water baptism or baptism, and particularly in the context of water, you, there's this Greek word called baptismo. Everyone say baptismo. baptismo. You all know Greek. Well done, guys. You've just got yourself a little qualification there. Baptismo. But baptismo is always in reference to full immersion. Full immersion. But baptism is also in reference to another thing where it talks about, uh, it's always in the context of post-salvation, post-belief, after you've made a decision to give your life to Christ. And so we as a church, we believe in the full immersion of the individual that I have once was one person and now I'm in raised another. I've got the same personality. I've got the same, I've got a bit more grey hair, hair now these days, but I'm, I'm the same individual, but in Christ, I've been made new. This is the public declaration of the water baptism moment. And God calls us to a place to be indeed baptised, calling upon His name. Acts 22, verses 16, it says, And now, what are you waiting for? I love this, that the people of the time, they were making a few excuses, they are making some reasons around why they weren't necessarily taking the next steps of God. And, uh, the, and Paul's like, hey, what, what are you guys waiting for? Come on, let's, let's do this. Let's, like, you've, been, you've been saved, this is now the next step to take. 
What are you waiting for? Just get up and be baptized and wash your sins away, calling upon His name. So when we baptize, we as a church, we believe this firmly, that it is an act of obedience that God is calling us to. But secondly, it becomes a public declaration that we're His. You know, my mum before... Actually, shout out to my mum and dad who are in the service here today. Um, Thanks so much for being here and my whole extended family. I've got my little brother and my little sister here as well. Um, they come to watch their favourite brother preach today. And so, um, actually, not, they're not here for me at all. They're here for my daughter. Um, let's be real. But uh, I just want to honour my family. It's such a special thing to have you guys here today. Um, my mum mentioned, Dan, I've seen you cry twice. Um, one at your wedding and one now. And, um, you know, I, I got married... In 2008, I had to make sure I got that one right. 2008, 15 years ago. And on that day, um, my wife, she gave me a ring which signified, symbolised our marriage. Now, I'm not wearing the ring now. Am I still married? Yeah, of course I am. But Ali and I, we, we, you wearing your ring today, babe? Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> just make sure I just preference that. Um, we, 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 we wear our rings as a symbolic example of that I am hers and she's mine. That when I said I do to her, I say I don't to everyone else. And in the same way, the acts of water baptism is a public declaration of our love for Christ. It's a public declaration of our desires to walk in His ways. Young ladies... If you have a man ever come when you are sort of getting ready for marriage and all that kind of stuff, and he comes and says to you, hey, let's date, let's court, let's get engaged, but I'm never, ever going to speak of you publicly. I'm never, ever going to, you know, take you out to a, to a nice meal publicly. We're going to keep it all kind of secret. I tell you, run. Run from that guy. He's no good for you. That would not be the... In our same way... Whilst we don't have to get water baptised, or we shouldn't, shouldn't we want to get that done? To be able to declare Him in as a Lord and as our Saviour. And this is why it's a celebration. It's a celebration where we get to be able to declare Jesus as our Lord and as our Saviour. And so I'm I'm so excited for everyone today who's getting baptised. And uh, I preach this message even right now. Mel, I'm going to give you an extra thing on your job list now, that if anyone here today is actually wanting to get baptised and you know that Jesus is your Lord, is your Lord and Saviour, you can jump in the pool later on. Um, there'll be an opportunity and a space for you to come be baptised today. But if you're like, I'd love to be able to have my family, my friends come and be able to witness this moment as well. Mel, before the end of the year, um, if you email through or contact Mel and let Mel know um, that you'd like to be baptised, you're like, hey, Dan, like, I'd love to be able to get baptised. Um, we'll make a space, we'll make a, an opportunity for baptism to take place between now and the end of the year as well. I don't know when, I'm making it up right now. So Mel, it's on your job list right now. Um, but there'll be something where I'd, I'd I want us as a church to be following in these steps. I believe that God is a God of order. And so when we are following these first things first kind of principles that we find ourselves baptised, um, there'll be blessing and there'll be favour that will follow that as well. And so we are excited to be able to begin the second portion of our baptisms. Um, and 
I want to encourage those who are baptising and getting baptised, you guys can get in position. But whilst those guys do that, and I can ask the band to come back up and uh, you can play in, in the backgrounds. I mentioned to you guys beforehand that Jesus saves. And I could not have a moment here this morning without a time and an opportunity, an invitation where I'd love to be able to give every single person. As I look around right now, I don't know you all. I don't know your story. I don't know what's led you to this moment right now. But what I do know is that there is a God that loves you. There are God that just loves you unconditionally. And I'm believing even today that the hearts are being drawn to Him. You see, Ecclesiastes, it talks about the fact that, that every single person has eternity set in their hearts. And that means that there is a, a draw, there is a call that every single one of us has to God and God alone. And that whilst we try and fill that up with other things in this world, only one can, one can ever fill that up, and that is, his name is Jesus. And I want to give every single person the opportunity today to receive him as your Lord and Saviour. Before we talked about how do you do that, Dan, the Bible is quite explicit in the fact that he calls us to believe, to believe. You might say, Dan, I've, I've been disqualified. I've, you wouldn't know what my track record looks like. Can I tell you today, he died for the best of people, as if that even exists, all the way through to how you might call yourself as the disqualified. God has made a way for each and every one of you here today. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.